Welcome back to the Welcome Mats podcast. I'm Reverend Matt. And I'm regular Matt. And today we are very fortunate to have uh, Valerie Yamanaka with us. Uh, so me and Val actually go back uh, a good amount. Um, I actually met her at the YAC program, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, Val, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, maybe uh, your um, involvement with the temple from you know when you were young and then up, up till now. Hi, yep. So thanks for the, the introduction and having me. So Valerie Yamanaka. And I go to the White River Buddhist Temple that is in Washington, outside of Seattle. And I started going to the temple when I was in high school. I was involved in junior YBA. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely really fortunate or just feel so grateful for that time because a lot of the people that I've met then are some of my best friends now. And so just did the normal junior YBA things. You know, we, we are a really small temple and kind of always have been. And so in junior YBA, we shared service every week and, you know, helped out at all of the different fundraising events. And I would say it was probably just before we did the Yak Retreat that our advisor at the time, you guys know her, um, Charlene Grinnold. So she is at our temple and she's always been an advocate for the youth. And so she uh, became friends with Susan Batari, you guys know as well, and um, took us to our very first California event. We went to the slow retreat and that was kind of our first experience with, I guess, Buddhist um, kind of outside of our district. Our district is pretty small also. And so it's just um, amazing, you know, to see all of these other young Buddhists in the same place, like in a large gathering, because we didn't really have that. And ever since then, yeah, we've gone to different events in California, became friends with a lot of people like you guys. Um, we did the yak retreat so I did I was part of yak two and yeah just continued to do the various events that were put on through that program like the summit retreat the you know we had various reunions we went to Hawaii one year the wild tea retreat all things like that and eventually I became part of the yak committee um, as one of the advisors, and I, I guess one of the main things that I did was I ran the summit retreat, and I have to thank Kisawada and you guys as well, many others, for helping me um, run that retreat for several years, and then I would say now, in the last few years, I have really put my focus on helping at White River, um, as opposed to kind of more at the uh, BCA level. And yeah, so I recently, just this last month, rejoined the board after a short break of a few years. And I also have the pleasure of being our temple treasurer now. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I think that's, 
good summary. Okay. Yeah. No, thank you. I mean, I'm sure it, it really doesn't do uh, your contributions justice, um, you know, just kind of going over it. Cause you, I don't know. I mean, like I, we, we went through YAC and then we went through a lot of those events and it's just, it was a huge involvement. And then after that um, you taking a leadership role and planning all that stuff uh, it's, it's a lot like year after year. So, I mean, you know, you kind of gloss over it. Be, I mean, not, you know, cause we don't have the time to talk about every single thing that <laughs> you've done, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that was a pretty good um, summary. So uh, it, uh, going back to, uh, which you were talking about in the beginning, how White River is um, a small temple. Uh, there's definitely, I feel like uh, a, a difference between the big and, and small temple. Did, did you feel like uh, it was, um, I don't know, beneficial, I guess, to, to be at, at a small temple versus like a bigger temple or um, just, just different? I don't know. I was wondering what your thoughts were on uh, the kind of that, that difference. Yeah, I think that there are definitely a lot of benefits to being at a smaller temple in the sense that I remember growing up, like we just had so much support and um, because like the junior YBA at that time was quite small, it was like they could support all of us to go to, for instance, like to go to California or like the Yak Retreat. Um, it wasn't really like we had to compete with other people to do that but at the same time right we didn't have the opportunity at our own temple to have like a larger community a larger group and so I guess that's perhaps one drawback yeah I mean I, I think I, I can agree definitely with with that like the the small temple because I I grew up at um, a smaller temple like it's not one of the huge ones um, I mean, definitely not like Sacramento where I'm at now, uh, yeah. but like having that, that feeling of like support, right? Like the, the Dharma school teachers, like GY advisor, like they know all the kids. And when you go to uh, the temple and, you know, you tell them like, oh yeah, like I'd like to go to this thing and you know, would you support me? Then they're very happy to, because, mm -hmm. because they know you and because they know, uh, you know, what, what kind of person you are where you're going and stuff and uh at the same time like you said this idea of uh not being able to create um or not have your own big like community uh it's definitely um like a kind of drawback uh at the same time i feel like it really not pushed me but was like an incentive to go out and like meet new people because i knew everybody at, at berkeley and and we were really close you know like it, it wasn't that i met everybody and i was sick of them <laughs> it was just like that you're <laughs> You, you, you already know these people so well. And so, yeah. you know, you want to go out and meet and meet more people and make more connections like that. So uh, it's almost like growing up in a, in a small temple makes you want to uh, make more friends versus if you had, you know, all these sure. people at your temple, maybe you wouldn't be um, so in incentivized to, to do something like that. Uh, you, you also said that you started in, in high school, which I think is kind of rare. Like you don't see people who start in high school. Usually it's when they're from very young or um, after they're uh, already uh, graduated college or something and have a family. So uh, yeah. how, how did you start uh, going to White River? I think that it was just sort of by chance that I was in high school at that time. So my brother, he started going at the same time and he's five years younger than me. Um, I think it was just um, something that you know, uh, happened in our family. I think my uncle had passed away. And so um, I think especially my mom was looking for, for 
for faith or something like that. And so um, I think that was part of it, but also our family, we knew the Asatos who went to White River. And so that was one of the connections that brought us there. Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, well, not good in the sense that it's, you know, when you, when you go through a loss and, and um, that's never fun, but like to help support uh, during a time like that, I'm glad that they were there for you, that it was a, a place you go to. And then of course it always helps when there's people that, you know, uh, it makes coming into the community much easier. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, getting to know people, um, having these great advisors, uh, like you said, uh, you know, we all know, Mrs. G and Mrs. B and uh, how, how did she help uh, encourage you to really participate in uh, junior, junior Y or, you know, going out to these other things that, you know, you probably had never heard of up until that time. Yeah. I think that it was just by her lead saying, Hey, you guys should do this. And, or there's this retreat coming up or there's this coming up and, I'm not going to say that she forced us by any means, <laughs> but uh, she definitely was always encouraging in that regard. And we, we just kind of always did it too. <laughs> yeah. I, cause like, yeah, our, our Mrs. G was Mrs. B and she, she was the same mm-hmm. way of just like, yeah, just go, just do it. Like why, why right. wouldn't you? And, and you kind of feel like, oh, okay, I guess I should go to this thing. <laughs> and, and it always works out right at the end. You always have, end up having a good time. Uh, I think we, uh, like you and I, we ended up being people that then did the same thing for like younger people or people who are coming up where, uh, not that Mrs. G or Mrs. B didn't stop telling people to go to stuff, but it, it helps when you have people who have gone and have gone through that and, and they come back and say, like, oh, it's been so much fun. And, you know, we're going to go to this next thing and you should come to, um, you know, with junior Y stuff to do. I, I remember, um, when, when I was coming to a junior Y and then the seniors and juniors, they were telling me like, yeah, you got to go to this thing. Like it's a lot of fun. So I ended up going and I think I didn't go again for like another two years or something. <laughs> it, 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 it definitely takes, I think, uh, uh, a point in your life. You got to be ready. You got to be ready for it. If you're not ready for it, then you're not going to have a good time. Um, which, you know, like there, there were people, I would say, in YAC that weren't ready for that retreat and they ended up not having, you know, a good time and, going to different things later that you see them mature and understand and, and be ready for that kind of experience later. So I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it takes not just like a certain kind of person, but then also you got to be in a certain place in your life. But uh, since, you know, it's kind of going into the, the YAC retreat. So you and I, we went to Yak too. It was the first time I met you. And then we essentially lived together for a week with, yes. <laughs> with it. 11 other people was it 13 that we had something like that 13 so that that was uh a lot of fun obviously we had um different uh career paths deciding at at that time you know i I had already known coming out of high school that i wanted to be a minister and so my minister was like yeah you should do this thing um but uh you at least i don't think you were planning on being a minister so i was wondering what what you thought going in and then what you thought um of the experience you know afterwards Yeah. So I guess what's interesting is that, so when I went to Yak 2, I was the only one from at least White River and all of the other White River folks had gone to Yak 1. And I remember, if I recall correctly, like 
hearing about the program, I was like, oh, that sounds really hardcore, kind of, you know, like lots of services a day and like giving Dharma talks and learning all this stuff about like rituals and things like that. And I think I had another activity for that summer and it just didn't work out. And then the other White River folks came back and I was like, oh my gosh, they had such a good time. Like you're so close with all these other people now. And yeah, I was kind of jealous. It was like what you're talking about, how people who go through it and then they tell other people to go. And so then I ended up going um, second year and you know, it worked out, it's great. I met you and um, other people from that year. And I think afterwards, I'm not sure how to describe it. Like we lived together for an entire week. We did so many things. And I think it was just a very unique experience to learn all of those things as a group and like make mistakes together and then like be successful together. Um, and I think, I don't know, so that, that like creates a relationship. And so, yeah, it was, it was really great after the fact. I mean, I think every year, but like we all cried and we were all like changed after a week. It's true. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't hesitate to say that it was a, a life-changing experience. And, you know, like you're saying, there's kind of this, it's almost like, um, I think like military boot camp or something where you have this, uh, joined suffering and so it, it like bonds you forever uh, but the, the it, it was it was great um to, to go to that and, and you you said like we were, we were all crying and it's true like it was it, to to leave uh after being together and getting so close and, and having so much fun it was it was hard um but luckily I think over the years we realized that we were going to be able to see each other that we were going to be able to keep in contact and so it was it was less uh sad whenever we had to part ways not really because we weren't sad to to not be together but just knowing like oh it's okay it'll be okay we'll, we'll be able to see each other again um and and of course we did so you mentioned earlier that there there was a hawaii trip that you went on and um i am incredibly jealous because i was not able to go on that hawaii trip uh as a uh, struggling student i was very poor and so i didn't have the money to, to fly over um but uh, what, what was, what did you want to know about it? How, how was, uh, how was that? Was that a lot of fun? Was it as much fun as I imagined it would be? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it was years one through three, right? And yeah, we had a great time. I mean, it, it was, you know, it wasn't like we were staying in a hotel on the beach or anything like that, that sort of Hawaii trip, but we went to various, uh, we visited various temples and met some youth like at different temples or we went to, you know, we had different lectures and stuff and um, we did like services on the beach and just random things like that. We, where did we stay? Oh, we stayed at one temple where there wasn't really a shower facility. And so one of the places that they, we went to like a Rastafarian man's house that they rented so that we could use the shower facilities. 
Um, but yeah, so it was just like the the folks who planned it just, you know, really had to like think outside the box, I think, in order to figure out our accommodations and just, and also like to make it cost effective for everyone. But yeah, we had a really good time. Okay. I mean, like, uh, was it, do you feel like it was different, uh, the the Junior Y or or the the temples than you know from like the mainland? Um, I think that. Or was it similar? You in know a I mean? way, also, yeah. well, so we went to Oahu, hmm. and I think that I'm trying to think back. <laughs> Well, so on one hand, I think that if you're in like like going to one of the larger temples, I think that, well, sorry, Matt, you have to edit this. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities to what we see on the mainland in the sense that, you know, in some areas you have large temples or like temples very close to each other. And so you have this like larger community, whereas in some areas it's like just that temple and it's really small and hardly any, you know, kind of like a aging membership. So you have both of those. Um, we went to Bonodori there. That was really fun. It's kind of a different a little bit of a different atmosphere, at least I think what we, then what we get in the Northwest, you know, I've been to some Bonodotis in California, but not that many. And I'm not sure how to describe it. Like the dancing was really fun though. We did some that was like, I think it might've been Okinawan dances or, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's cool. I, again, like, I, I have no idea how, how it was. Um, so that's why I was thinking, you know, wondering about the temple, because, like, I've, I've been to Hawaii. I mean, I went once, but, like, I wasn't doing, like, a temple tour. So very, very different yeah. experience. And actually, as far as I re- remember, I don't think there's ever been another trip like that planned, huh, for, for Hawaii. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to. I think there was an one. attempt, but. Oh, yeah. Like you mentioned, I think it's it's pretty challenging because either you have, like you were mentioning, like you were not in a financial position to go to fly. And so then you end up doing like a ton of fundraising, which can be really challenging, right? Like I remember we sold t-shirts, we did like bake sales, stuff like that, that kind of looking back, I'm not sure how much we made in those efforts, Um, but we did a lot. And I think that you also have to kind of have the right group in a way. Like, I think you mentioned at one point, like, um, I don't wanna say people aren't ready for a Hawaii trip, but like, depending on who's going um, or depending on what is going on in people's lives, like sometimes people wouldn't even respond. 
So that was another, you know, challenge that I saw planning like the yak retreat, for instance, like even getting people to respond to emails or things like that can be a challenge. And so I think that is part of the reason that there hasn't been another trip, but uh, yeah, let's plan one. Why not? <laughs> yeah. We'll have to, maybe we'll have to do one for ourselves first before we do one for the kids. Right. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, how did you get into, uh, taking over the, the yak summit? And then I guess what also, what, what is the, the summit? So the summit retreat was basically a meeting of all the, um, youth leaders from the different districts. And so I guess it was, uh, junior YBA essentially, I think that like Northwest district. So we had, um, like a district young Buddhist league that we would send, send people um, from that. But yeah, so it was an opportunity to get basically all of the BCA young leaders together and to connect. And I guess we had different focuses for different um, years, but, you know, we just talked about all sorts of things like what people were successful in doing in their districts, um, new ideas, what didn't work, um, just a one time of year opportunity to actually get together in person during those times. And I think the way that I got involved, uh, so Keith Sawada, he kind of roped me in there, but uh, he supported me a lot in running that retreat and kind of keeping it going. And so, yeah. I would say that's how I got involved. <laughs> okay. I mean, and like, um, clearly you, you, and en- you enjoyed it, uh, going through it for, for so many years. I mean, what, what was it that, that kept bringing you back? Yeah. I thought that it was just really rewarding to see kind of like, you know, younger versions of myself there. And, um, even though it wasn't, that long of a retreat, you know, it was just like Friday night to Sunday morning, but um, there was just a lot of things that we did during the retreat, various activities, like team building and things like that. Um, and so it was cool to see at the end, like new relationships form and like ideas that they came up with and, or either came up with or shared with each other. And then like, it was like this enthusiasm to want to take it back to their own district. Yeah. Like I, I totally understand like this, this feeling of uh, seeing um, people, I guess, and like your, your own, uh, your own past, right. Of of who you were. Uh, We talked a little bit about how you were uh, in high school and stuff. Uh, And clearly, you know, the the summit was geared towards um, those people. Um, this this podcast though we we uh kind of set out to reach people who had maybe had a little bit of distance from uh the temple and so i was wondering um you know looking since you were looking back at the the people who were in high school you know how you were in high school uh what about like in uh, in college like what was your experience um with church and college because it's right it's very different with like junior yba and different things uh what what were you doing in uh, in the northwest for 
for the college age people who had come from temples. So during like right when we started college, I would say there wasn't any formal group at the time. So we formed senior YBA at UW. It's called that, even though we included like Seattle University and any other folks that wanted to join who didn't go to UW. Um, but the majority of the people were at UW and we were, I, th I would say we did a good amount of things as a group, but then in terms of actually going to the temple, that was maybe not as often. So basically senior YB at UW, the main temple that we would go to if we attended was Seattle, since that was you know, geographically the closest. And, uh, but then in terms of involvement at White River, like we would, I, I would still go to help at various fundraisers, uh, you know, Bono Doty or um, things like that, but not necessarily for a regular service. And I think the way that we approached senior YBA at UW at that time was that it wasn't as important, like which temple we were affiliated with. Um, you know, at the time, the people in the group, like we would go to White River all together and we would volunteer at the, you know, if it was like chicken dinner fundraiser or we would help at Seattle at their fundraiser. And um, yeah, it was, it was less about, I would say being part of one temple. That's always good. I mean, uh, do you think that that's because of uh, like small, smaller district um, you were kind of mentioning, like how like it's a small district. And so because of that, it was easy for everyone to kind of just like, oh, okay, well, we'll help out wherever because everyone needs help. Yeah, I think so. And also a number of us, like we had strong ties to White River. So it was like, we were going to be there helping. So why don't we just recruit a few more people to help? <laughs> so kind of out of necessity a little bit. Um, but yeah, there was also people, um, you know, a few that were from like Idaho, Oregon, for instance, originally um, one from Hawaii. And I'm trying to think if other people were there at that time, but basically like, you know, they were coming from somewhere else, not even um, the Seattle area. And so they didn't necessarily have a temple to like identify with, like, that's the one I go to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously you had to graduate college <laughs> just like everyone else. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, how did you end up getting into the temple leadership? Um, again, Shar was like, do you want to join the board? Well, and other, other people as well. But I think that so sort of out of necessity, but something that has kind of always been at our temple is they like everyone is just has always been kind of forward thinking I think to you know realize that our temple membership is aging and like um you know the physical labor to do a lot of things is really challenging and so just like how can we adapt or how can we 
you know, how can we pass the, basically pass things on to the younger people. And so because of that, um, you know, been on, a number of us have been on the board that are younger and we help plan convention. Um, we've been involved in, I would say planning just like various events at the temple uh, for a long time because of that. Okay, I mean, that's, I, that's, that's wonderful that your temple has that kind of mentality because I think that's um, a weakness at a lot of temples is that they, I don't know, don't want to admit it or like don't want to see it, <laughs> but like they, they, they have very old uh, memberships and very old leadership and they um, perhaps, you know, aren't doing quite as much as they could be uh, to encourage uh, younger people and uh, might be, you know, even doing the opposite of uh, making it seem like they wouldn't be good in leadership or they didn't want or they don't think they would be or, uh, you know, like making it so unhappy in like meetings or something that they wouldn't want to join. Uh, so it's really unfortunate that uh, most temples don't have that kind of foresight. And, and it's wonderful to hear uh, that your temple is willing to um I suppose take the risk because uh, I, I think it's it is a risk and um, to have new people taking over when you have uh, a temple that's been doing well, um, but at the same time you have to allow that kind of space for people to grow to make mistakes and figure it out and how they how they want to run it you know on their own. Um, I I personally you know would like to know how you how you feel about um, joining leadership on like a uh, a personal level. So like yeah, I mean uh, I think it's. We, we all have people in our lives that push us to, to do stuff and especially to, to volunteer at temples. But what about like on, on your side, you know, how, how did you feel about joining the temple? Cause, cause you could have said no, but you said yes. And so yes. You know, how, how come you decided to say yes? Um, I think that I feel not like obligation in a bad way, but I think in a way, you know, I just know that I've received so much support over the years that, you know, at some point you got to give back and try to, uh, you know, just return the favor sort of. And also, I guess I would say, even though we've had a lot of things passed on to us uh, kind of earlier, maybe than compared to some temples, I would say it's not just also like, oh, here, like, this job is yours now, go do it. Like we always have the support and like I would say people are willing to make arrangements like knowing that, you know, for instance, if many people like on our board, for instance, are retired versus um, me and others that are younger, you know, we're working, we're, you know, into our careers right now um and so sometimes the amount of time that we have to dedicate is more constrained um you know i'll give an example like so i'm treasurer now of the temple and i have no accounting sort of background or like any credentials that i would say um well except for the fact that i was like senior YBA and like junior YBA treasurer, you know, those kinds of credentials. But uh, so basically 
we worked out an arrangement where our outgoing treasurer, he's helping me to do a lot of things, um, you know, actually doing a transition. It's not like everything is being thrown at me. And so it's just giving me an opportunity to sort of, you know, watch him do certain things and then he'll let me do things as I'm comfortable and stuff like that. So, and that's not really the way it's been in the past when, you know, when they pass off like one treasure to the next. And so I definitely appreciate that. But I think that that also makes me more willing to, you know, say, okay, I'll do something that I don't know how to do, but um, I'll have help. Good. No, that's, that's fantastic. Um, like I, for myself, you know, want that there to be um, more uh, you know, younger, younger people on, on our board. And I, I feel like, you know, for the BCA, everyone could probably take some kind of uh, lesson from White River because to be able to get, you know, such talented young people on their board, they must be doing something right. And I, I think there's two key things that you touched on. So if I could just kind of, I guess, reiterate, but in, in, a, in maybe like a strategic form or, or way of saying it is that it's important to support the, the youth um, from when they're very young, from, you know, high school, uh, you know, and earlier um, to really, uh, push them to enjoy, to have a good time, to um, make the most out of their temple experience. Um, and in, in doing so, then you build this, you know, you said like obligation, <laughs> but this, this feeling of you know, wanting to give back, this feeling of wanting to, to give something because you've received so much. And, you know, a lot of times people think in such like, um, I don't know, immediate circumstances of like, why should we pay for this kid or why should we do this for this kid yeah. and you don't really see the payoff in that for probably 10 if not more you know 10 to 20 years right like it, you you got to sure. really invest in in the youth and the kids um to make sure that they enjoy that they have this good memory that they have a good relationship with the temple so that's one thing and the other thing um i think that's really important that you touched on was um that we have to have a transition to help uh, mentor to help uh, really teach the, the different roles because uh, I think there are plenty of people who would be willing to volunteer their time and not everyone has the same amount of time like you said you know a lot of uh, the reason why a lot of people are older on the board is because it's much easier when you're retired to to take on these responsibilities and there's this feeling uh, of course because we love the temple so much that we don't want it to fail we want to give what we can we don't want uh, to come up short on the job that we're assigned. But if we have that um, safety net or, or that sense of support and confidence that um, we'll, we'll get help along the way, that there's people that are going to cover for us if we can't make every meeting, then it makes it much more uh, in, in enticing to, to go to be, a, to be a member, right? Like I, I, I feel like there's probably a good amount of people that do have a good relationship with the temple that would be happy to, to volunteer, but it's kind of daunting when you feel like you're just going to be, you know, dropped in the middle of it and, and have to just figure it all out. But if there's a nice way to get the transition, then, you know, absolutely. I can see why you would be uh, more interested in, in joining the board. So uh, thank you for, for expressing that. I, I think it, it gives a good, um, blueprint for for creating a future for for our temples 
Um, just those two things. And obviously it's going to be different. It's going to look different for all different kinds of temples, but I can, from my own experience, attest to the same thing of how uh, being, being supported so much as a kid and, and really being thought of and taken care of, uh, it makes you want to give back. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful to Berkeley. Um, they did so much for me. And even, you know, trying to become a minister, they supported me um, immensely. Uh, and it, I, I probably wouldn't be a minister uh, without their support. So I, I just, I'm so grateful. And it makes me want to be uh, the best that I can to, to give back in, in some way, because I'm, I'm not giving back directly to them, but to give back for, for all the efforts that they did. Um, and I don't know, I can't really speak too much about the, uh, being just thrown in the middle of everything as a ministry. That's kind of, it's basically trial by fire, <laughs> but uh, I, there, there's been a lot of ministers. I, every, all the ministers have made me feel like I can ask them about anything, which is very nice. So I, I will say that, that, you know, like, I, I never felt like I couldn't call up a minister and, and ask them like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble with this, or, or can you help me out with this? And, and they're very open and willing to help me out. Um, so that's, I mean, that's been good, but I, I, I don't know. That's, that's so great to, to hear, um, that you've had that experience and I hope, you know, other people can hear and listen and, um, understand that that's what we have to do to really get people into these leadership positions is we have to be very, uh, supportive and very accommodating. So I don't know. That's, that's great. Okay. So looking at, uh, your experience in becoming uh, a leader, I, I think it's a, a great, a and a very important thing to look at to see how you got there. And now that you're here, um, I'm, I'm also very interested in knowing your vision for the future of the temple, uh, whether it's, um, you know, keeping things the same, changing things, um, if it's just, you know, pipe dreams or, or your vision, you know, for, for the future, whatever it is, or, or, if, you know, or even if it's for the short term, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what, what you want to do on the board or what you'd like to see being done at the temple and, you know, where you see the temple going in the future. Well, I think that in, I guess, just generally speaking, right? Like I'd like to see the temple grow. So that could mean like in our membership. So we have under 100 members now, um, but also like growing like our presence in the community. We have done a lot of work to um, like try to be a part of the surrounding community, like not necessarily like, oh, they're Buddhist, you know, another Buddhist group or anything, but just like to be part of the community, um, you know, making donations to like the food bank or um, having organizations come in. And so we have like a community speaker series. It, um, a group will come in and we don't even necessarily ask them to talk about Buddhism, right? We say like, hey, can you talk about what you do? And then all of a sudden, like there was one I remember where it was like everything they were saying was basically Buddhist, but we didn't even ask them about it. But I think that shows, right, that um, like Buddhism isn't everything. And so uh, just becoming a bigger part of our surrounding community um, and also, you know, I would like to see us like definitely carry on many of the traditions that we have, uh, you know, in terms of like food or events or like culture things that we do. Um, 
but try to be more efficient about it um, <laughs> so that it's not as uh, maybe labor intensive and really scrambling every year. Um, and oh, also, you know, it would be great if we could um, have more younger members, maybe kids. We have not had a junior YBA for a number of years and our Dharma school has been just a few kids. And, you know, honestly, a lot of people leave to go to Seattle um, like if that's an option for them or something um, just so that their kids can have more of a, you know, a larger community rather than just having maybe them and their siblings or cousins or something like that. So I think that would be a cool thing to see in the longer term, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's great. Uh, I think you have a really good, um, you have a very concise way, I think, of putting what would you like to see, which is important, you know, when you're trying to uh, establish um, a vision or, or communicate it to other people. And like, yeah, I I totally understand um, wanting to get uh, more more kids. It's it's hard to uh, grow um, a sangha uh, with like just um, adults or like people who you know have children who have already graduated or something but when you bring in families then it's uh, a lot easier because then those families bring their friends who are also families and like you kind of have this like chain chain effect um, yeah. I, I think a great way for you to start is like you said you know with a community and, and just being just being out there I I, I've said this before, but a lot of, I, I hear a lot of times people would say like, oh, we didn't even know there was a temple you know, where you guys are. And so that's just, just to get out there and let people know that you exist is, you know, the first step. So that's, that's fantastic. And that's really the, the best way to do it is to invite people in. And then they, you know, they, they know, and they can tell other people that you guys are there. Uh, the, and then the, the last thing, like, you know, getting bigger, I think, all, all the temples would love to, to be a little bit bigger. Um, it's, it's uh, like you said, it's nice to have people who are around that are not uh, just your siblings or, or your family you know, to have that, that kind of bigger community. It is, it is fun. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I wish you um, good luck with all those goals, but I'm sure with you and uh, you know, other people on the board with that kind of culture, um, you'll you'll end up realizing um, all of those. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So let's see. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, it was a great um, talking to you and uh, hearing you know, your your experience as well as your vision for for the future. I like I said before, I think it's just a great example that we can really hopefully replicate in, in different temples across the BCA. Um, is there anything that you wanted to plug or, or say, or even ask me and me and regular Matt? Well, thanks for having me. And, you know, I know that I have asked you guys to help me with things countless times over the years. And you've always immediately said yes without hesitation, even if uh, you didn't even really know what I was asking you for. So um, I'm happy to be on the podcast and if I can <laughs> repay some of that debt even a little bit. 
Um, that would make me happy. Um, yeah, so at White River, we have services about twice a month now. And we are just working on a lot of different programs. So feel free to you know follow us on Facebook or Instagram, um, our website, we have a YouTube channel and join us anytime that you'd like. We have a cooking class, we have a virtual book club and other things going on. So join us yes. while we can't see each other during this time. Yes, check out check out the uh, White River, all the great um, events that they put on. Uh, you said YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Do you have a Do you have a Twitter? No, that's okay. It's not active. You'll, all right, <laughs> and then just maybe like just search White River Buddhist Temple, and then it'll it'll come up. Right. Very very slick uh, website too. Oh, thank you. Good job, Kendall Cosa. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, just all, all the things that you guys put together, it just looks, it looks fantastic. So very, very good with that. You, Thank you. Just, each temple needs a Kendall Kosai. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Our, I will sign off by myself. Uh, regular Matt is having some trouble with his internet connection. So um, on behalf of regular Matt, which you could find on Instagram, uh, the Mattinator. Um, and then you can find me on YouTube uh, under the Sacramento Buddhist Church uh, YouTube um, channel. So, yeah. Thanks again and bye. Bye. bye.